subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Richard, uh, I want to start with Grayson Wilson, the uh, 2025 quarterback from CAC Central Arkansas Christian. He was in town this weekend. Uh, you got a chance to catch up with him. What was those? What were those conversations like, and what did you learn about his weekend? Another in person and interact and and, and learn more about his offense. Uh, I think that was uh, the the main takeaway for Grayson uh, uh, to to kind of get it uh, up to date on uh, you know exactly uh, what uh, coach Petrino likes to do with his quarterbacks and uh, and and just talking to him you, you could tell he was uh, he, he was very impressed and and uh, and obviously he's uh, you know very very sold on Arkansas he, he's one guy that uh, you don't ever have to worry about uh, as far as uh, his commitment, uh, he's he's all all Razorback. He's he's not one of these high drama guys or anything like that. He's all about uh, you know business and and uh, business to him is uh, he's going to be a Razorback and he's looking forward to getting on campus. What about Tay Lockett, California kid, Arkansas connection? Uh, some of our, I mean, I would say a good chunk of our audience is not familiar with him and. Kind of a few sentences. What can you tell us about one of the other Arkansas commits? You know, he probably could. He, he had about forty offers when he committed to Arkansas back in August, and uh, he, obviously, he's he's uh, got Arkansas ties. His mom's from Arkansas. He's got a lot of family in Arkansas, and I think uh, what you know, obviously, besides what what attracted him to Arkansas, I think also. Yeah, uh, having family in Arkansas and, and say, you know, when he, if, when he gets on campus, he ever needs anything. He's got, he's got plenty of family here that, uh, will, you know, help him get whatever he needs or, you know, accommodate him in any way. You know, if he can't get back to California where he's from, uh, he's got, he's got places to stay in, in, in Arkansas, uh, for a weekend or whatever. He, he's in Arkansas a lot, uh, you know, for, for family, uh, reasons, but, uh, uh, guys, six, uh, good, good size, uh, six foot, about 170, uh, led the team, led, uh, St. Bosco's, uh, uh, team and, in, uh, interceptions with five this past year as a sophomore, which is, uh, quite impressive. And they played up, uh, played against some, uh, stiff competition, but, uh, a very talented team and he, he led them in the interceptions, but, uh, uh, guy could, could go just about anywhere in the country, but uh, he chose to be a Razorback uh, because of the coaches and, and just uh, felt uh, felt at home every time he came. Richard Davenport with us on the McClarty-Daniel hotline. Richard, I know it, we're, we're focused on the, the here and now, but uh, 2027 prospect uh, at receiver and defensive back in Tavius Ellis from Texas, who has Arkansas ties, got an offer this week from the Razorbacks. Tell us more about uh, Ellis and uh, this this 
this commitment that's uh, or this offer that's out there a couple of years from now. Yeah, uh, obviously, twenty twenty seven. He he was a he's a freshman this past season, but uh, he he had like thirty six uh, receptions for seven hundred nineteen yards and seven touchdowns as a freshman. Uh, and if you look at his film, he, he he doesn't look like a freshman. He will be, and there's no doubt in my mind, he will be one of the top prospects in the country uh, come uh, his senior year. I mean, he, he, he ran a 10-9, uh, 100 meters uh, as an eighth grader. And he's originally from Magnolia, so uh, obviously, uh, uh, yeah, he was pretty excited about his offer from uh, Coach Pittman. And uh, he still has family in uh, Magnolia, so I think that's a plus. He says he wants to visit Arkansas pretty soon, but uh, good size. About uh, he, he's also about six foot, about one one seventy or, or whatever. Uh, as a freshman, and uh, he will only continue to get uh, bigger and stronger and faster. But uh, I, this guy will be—he's uh, already special right now, but. He will be one of the top prospects in the country in the 27 class. I have no doubt about it. I, I saw where they'd had a couple of junior days uh, here in January where they had high school juniors in. Did, did I see where they added a third? And kind of what's come out of the first couple of ones? Uh, they've, had, uh, they've had about uh, 20 to 30 guys uh, each each Saturday, the previous two Saturdays. And uh, they've had, uh, I would say, five to six six, seven, eight guys uh, that had offers uh, visit, which is uh, pretty impressive. And I think this weekend is going to be even better from what I can tell than just the early list that I've I've, I've, uh, confirmed. Uh, One, uh, Colton uh, Yarborough, uh, 2026 defensive end from uh, from Oklahoma. He'll be in town, and he's a a four-star guy. Uh, rated one of the better uh, defensive linemen in the country, and this would be his third visit uh, coming up on Saturday. And uh, he and uh, Deke Adams has really uh, developed a good relationship. That was one of the main reasons why he wants to visit. But then uh, you got Grant Smith, a uh, uh, highly uh, touted quarterback from uh, Texas. He'll be coming in. He had an offer from Texas A and M when Coach Petrino was there, and Coach Petrino offered once he got 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 to Fayetteville. And six uh, three, about two hundred six pounds. Uh, uh, very excited about uh, getting to, to to Arkansas and checking it out, and and continuing his relationship with Coach Petrino. They they got a they got a pretty pretty tight relationship in in, in talking to him. So uh, that relationship's strong, and uh, a, I, 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 I sense a, a, a special relationship, not just a a good relationship. One that they they really. Uh, I don't know. There's a strong connection there, and uh, I think that could obviously bode well going towards uh, going in the future. But uh, uh, there, there's a there's an, an impressive uh, list of guys, and there's a 26 quarter uh, another uh, quarterback coming in uh, this weekend too from Florida that has an offer from Arkansas too, Michael Clayton. So uh, uh, just just a few guys that are coming in this weekend. Richard Davenport is our guest on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, Whole Hawk Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. A few basketball questions for you. Eric Mossman talked about the incoming recruits, uh, Jalen Shelley and Isaiah Elohim. I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, two guys, big, 6'5", six, 6'8", six, uh, kind of shooting guard, shooting forward. Uh, what can you tell us about the, the guys from League Prep and, and Sierra Nevada? Well, you said it uh, 
Coach Petrino likes those guys uh, at guards and small forward is with a lot of length, and both of them have a lot of length. And Isaiah was a five-star prospect uh, about a year ago before he got hurt. Uh, he was like a, one of the top five prospects in the country, and uh, he, 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 hurt his, uh, he hurt his knee, and he wasn't able to play much uh, in the uh, AAU circuit, and that kind of hurt his uh, stock. So he's a guy that obviously, from an athletic standpoint and his game standpoint, it has a high, very high ceiling. It just, uh, I think Arkansas probably got a, a steal in him just because uh, of, of of what he he was uh, touted uh, about a year ago. And and obviously he's not, he's a four star right now, but he's he's not the uh, the guy that uh, you know is a five star uh, that he was as a junior. So uh, uh, he's he's obviously very very talented and and, and extremely uh, athletic. And then. Uh, Shelley's he's another guy that uh, can can score in and inside and outside and go to the basket very strong and uh, uh, probably need both of them probably need need to work on their outside I mean on the three three point shot but uh, uh, if they if they perfect uh, the three point shot and they're just getting the thirty five to forty uh, percent range uh, I think that that, uh, that only enhances their uh, skill set and and their game. Richard, this text comes from Big Mike from Waldron on the McCarty Dana Hotline asking about did Must do a good enough job evaluating the guys he brought in the portal on defense? That's been a huge struggle for them this year. I know it's a little harder to do it in a shorter time period than the kids of high school, but do you think that's an element that this coaching staff may have missed on is the defensive aspects of the guys they brought in? It might, it might, it might have been. Uh, uh, it, 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 I think a lot of it has to do is just want to and desire to to put forth effort. Sometimes I, that that's the most surprising thing with this group uh, is is the uh, the effort and uh, the energy level. And what 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 blows me away is that most of these guys obviously they're wanting to go to the NBA, and what what they're putting forth is not very impressive as far as. Uh, uh, their play, their production, and their energy level, and, and desire to d up, and uh, that's that's only going to hurt them, uh, you know, as far as their professional uh, desires. So uh, that's I think that's the biggest thing that uh, really surprises me is yeah. when it comes down to just effort and them not uh, <laughs> not putting it on the line. Yeah, Richard, another question from the text line, the McLarty Daniel text line. Uh, uh, W uh, Woopik Suey for life won that. No, what's happening right now with the recruitment of the Archer brothers? Talking about Kane and Cash from Greenwood. Uh, any any new tidbits? I saw where um, Kane had his 16th birthday. It's it's hard. It seems like we've been talking about this kid for three or four years now, and he just had his 16th birthday this week. Yeah, uh, obviously he's, he still has an offer from Arkansas, and I think with Cash, the the, the thing with him uh, is. You know he's played uh, on the edge and a defensive end. You, you don't see too many uh, defensive ends and uh, high Division One uh, football. You know at his size, and I think that Arkansas and I think a lot of other schools want to see him at linebacker. Mm. And I think he's very very capable of playing linebacker. And I think uh, once he gets uh, to some college campuses for summer camps and shows what he can do. Uh, at linebacker, I think that's when you, you're going, probably going to see his uh, 
uh, recruitment to take off. He already has some good offers right now, but I think uh, most people probably see him as a linebacker on the next level, and they just want to see how he how he, how he is, uh, you know, in person. And obviously, I think from what I understand, he's he's going to play a linebacker yeah. this coming season, and I think that's going to help him. So uh, right. I think that's the hold up with uh, Cash, uh, uh, far as you know, you just other schools in Arkansas going forward on him, but uh, I think that's uh, uh, that's that's the deal there. But uh, with Kane, uh, uh, everybody in the country wants him, basically, and it's going to continue to be that way. Is height ever going to be an issue with him? I've heard some question that. Um, and, you know, A, what's his true height? Looking at a picture I just saw online that his dad had posted this week, him and his brother, uh, of course, Cash got that big big fro hairdo so it's kind of sometimes hard to tell his height but they didn't look far off from each other is is height the concern you hear from any college coaches about him and i i guess we're all waiting to see if another he grows another inch or two you know i height uh, height uh, i think has has been an issue for a lot of quarterbacks but not as much so anymore because you see all the smaller quarterbacks uh, you know, uh, perform well on the, on the college level and, and, and win Heisman trophies and, and go on to the NFL. And they're anywhere from five eleven, maybe six one. He's every, every, I think he's every bit of six foot, six one. Uh, so, uh, will he continue to grow? I'm sure that would help, but, uh, I think production at quarterback is, is, is the main key. And he, he obviously has that. Uh, I, I think, uh, college coaches don't look at the, the height as much as they used to, uh, but you know, some some coaches still are hung up on uh, you know uh, height and weight of uh, certain kids at, at certain positions, and I get that. But I think at quarterback, it's it's less and less nowadays. How you feel about the game tonight? Well, you know, hey, let's let's just face it. it it's it's hard to be optimistic uh, with the way the team is playing and the lack of defense and lack of effort. And, uh, but at the same time, with Moss and, and the staff, sometimes maybe they can pull a rabbit out of their hat and, and, uh, pull a home, uh, a road victory at a very tough place with a very, very tough, uh, uh, well coached team at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, Beard is, uh, definitely one of the best coaches in the country. So, uh, it's, I think it's going to be a tall task, but, uh, you know, we've seen this team make, and we've seen this team play at a high level at times this season. Uh, can they do it on the road, uh, especially after uh, kind of not playing so well the last few times? Uh, we'll see. All right, Richard. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week and uh, see what's the latest uh, when it comes to recruiting. All right, buddy. We'll see you guys. All right. Another text to get to on the McCarty Daniel hotline from Dennis and Springdale, kind of alluding to what we were talking about. Uh, buried somewhere in that mess is the same team that beat Duke and Purdue. Now, that is a belief that not many of you have to this point, and I don't blame you. Both those games being at home, Arkansas has yet to win a, a road game. Had had a lot of opportunities, and this is not the most hostile place you'll walk into. I think Tuscaloosa and Lexington are going to be more daunting tasks. Luckily, you don't have to go to the jungle this year. You'd get, I think, obliterated if you walk back in there, but uh, luckily you don't have to. And when you think about Ole Miss, uh, again, not traditionally rich basketball program, but they do have a, a good head coach. Here's Eric Musselman on court side with Eric Musselman earlier this week talking about 
the Rebels. Coach Beard's done a great job, Chuck. He really has. I mean, they're tough-minded. They're physical. They got a lot of returning players. When you look at that front line of uh, Breakfield's back, they got a lot of swing guys. Matthew Morell back um, from last year's team, and then they added some really, really good transfers. When you look at uh, Flanagan, a guy that's from the state of Arkansas, who uh, you know is just an incredible scorer, and he can play three or four different positions. So the versatility of Coach Beard's team is the one thing that stands out when you watch them play. Yeah, Flanagan, again, Arkansas kid. His father is now on Chris Beard's staff in Oxford. He thought you were done with him. You're not. Uh, he, he had, at points, had some good games against you at Auburn, and now you got to deal with him tonight in the pavilion in Oxford, Mississippi. Yep, and uh, I think it could be hostile. I mean, I don't know whether you, you kind of compared it to, to Lexington. Lexington's usually not a hostile place when you go to Rupp. Uh, they're tough. I mean, it's hard to beat, but... Uh, you know, I think uh, the pavilion down there could could be loud and noisy. They're hyped up about their team, so um, you know, I expect eight o'clock tonight. A lot of a lot of the kids will be out. A lot of the students will be there. So uh, I don't think this is going to be an easy easy place to waltz in and and compete, much less win. Do you think Ole Miss is able to retain Chris Beard if they get to the NCAA tournament year one? There could potentially be other big time. I, I look to I had someone that I respect when it comes to Ole Miss. Uh, knowledge that think he's going to take the Louis, take the Louisville job after this year. I just don't think because I mean, can, outside of Marshall Henderson, can you name me three or four old Miss basketball players that just immediately pop in your head? But that's that's why he's there um, is is to turn that around. Here's the one thing I'll say: he came in under very unusual circumstances, right? Ole Miss took a chance on him considering what he had going on in his personal life, the way it ended at Texas. that had nothing to do with basketball, right? Professional risk was taken from the school side. I think it'd be a crappy look for him to leave after such a short stint and jump on another job after they took the risk on him. Because it was, that, that wasn't an easy sell to everyone in the administration. That probably wasn't the easiest sell to the board. Um they took a risk, and I, 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 yeah, he needs to respect that to to a degree. So, whether he leaves or not, I have no idea. I'm just telling you from the outside looking in, um, he needs to hang out there a little while. JT Notsprings brings up that Ole Miss is a tough and physical basketball team. Yeah, they are. They brilliant body. What Chris Beard is, but Arkansas can, isn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's and against the clash of two different teams heading into tonight he talked about must talked about earlier this week the most physical game that he's maybe ever been a part of was that round of 32 game in indianapolis indiana all right so there's some odds right now on the bet saracen app uh i would expect l ellis to get the start tonight uh he's just listed at four and a half points and two and a half free throws tommy uh at plus 250 so if he scores five points and knocks down three free throws i mean you got plus 250 odds i would say that's a a decent bet tonight, but then again, you never know with the rotation. Maybe we see Minifield start tonight. You just don't know. Yeah, I was say you expect Ellis start. I was, I was getting ready to ask you based on what. That's fair, and that's a fair point, honestly. Because previous game, if you're saying well, the way the last game, I don't think that matters. And you've had an extra day of practice this week, and I think what happens in practice has a lot more bearing. Practice and matchups have more bearing on the starting five. I don't think they're married to much of the starting starting five at this mm-hmm. point. Tyler from Mountain View says, without Kiffin hit the portal, why would you want to leave that? I don't know. And Tyler, I could be wrong about this. I don't know if the same passion in Oxford and that Ole Miss fan base is trans, 
is transported to basketball as well. I know it's in football, and they've done a fantastic job. You got to give credit where credit's due. I hate that I'm doing it with Ole Miss, but they've done a great job in the portal and really adding money to the pot to get quality players out. Now, they lost uh, one or two guys that were important for their team, but they definitely gained more than they lost. We'll see about Arkansas. I would say at this point, you'd probably say Arkansas's lost more than they've gained. Maybe it was something we're going to get a chance to talk to Isaiah Satania about that coming up at 720 a little bit. But that is, uh, I mean, do you see them, that fan base, putting that money in for basketball like they seemingly well, have for know. football? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't have the, the feel, but you keep winning the way you're winning, get in the top 25, make a run at the SEC regular season title. You have the money. Money follows winning. Money always comes after winning. You know, and now winning sometimes is hiring the right coach. You know, and, and getting the fan base energized. You know, Arkansas had a little pop from hiring Petrino as the offensive coordinators, but uh, it, that won't last. That's only a short, uh, a short-term solution uh, to a long-term problem. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Hey, this is Arkansas wide receiver Isaiah Satania, and you're listening to the Morning Rush. We've been telling you about the Miracles and Magic Radiothon that we've partnered with Arkansas Children's Northwest. And we as a radio station are not the only ones that have partnered. Isaiah Satania, Arkansas wide receiver, former favorable Purple Dog. By the way, we've got two of them in the NFC Championship game this weekend. We'll talk about that later. But you think about this involvement, man. And I know this is special to a lot of people in our community, not just in Northwest Arkansas, but across the state. Isaiah, what kind of led you to get involved with this whole event and fundraising process? You know, I had the opportunity and, you know, I couldn't turn it down. Like, I love helping the community out and I wanted to use my platform to help other people out. Is there anything that you went through personally in your life or maybe you had a friend or something that was maybe involved in something like this? 
I would just say, like, injuries. In sports, you're always going to have injuries. And, like, what are you going to do whenever you get injured? The game, like, especially football, it's so many injuries that you don't know when your last down is. So you have to be ready for that. And you have to have, like, a backup plan mm-hmm. and just be ready. I know for your freshman year, you kind of went through an ankle injury. And stuff like that just, like you said, happens sometimes. Obviously, there's certain medical defects, there's diseases and stuff, and then you've got the injury aspect. And so on. As a younger guy that's gone through something like that, how, how difficult is it on the, the psyche? And then for the kids that you may be gotten to meet that are going through not necessarily injuries, but other personal matters of, of their health, what has like, those conversations been like? So mental health is a real thing. And whenever I got injured my freshman year, it was actually in practice. And for a while, I, w- I was really down on myself and you know, I was feeling bad for myself, but I, j- I just had to flip the switch and I had to have the best mentality possible. I wasn't as fast as I was after I got hurt and I had to build my speed back up and it came slowly. But, you know, I just whenever I flipped that switch and had a positive mentality about it, it really helped me. I say, was that your kind of first injury that you dealt with? There might have been nicks and bruises here and there. But would you say that's maybe the most severe thing you've had to go through as an athlete to this point? Whenever I was younger, I had broke my arm a couple times, but okay. that was like more towards the end of the season. And whenever I hurt my, my ankle my freshman year, that was at the beginning of the season. So I never really got hurt at the beginning of the season like that. We're talking with Isaiah Satania of the Arkansas Children's Northwest. It's January, man. We got a long way till football season. I don't have the exact number of days in my head, but how excited are you to, to get back on that field? Not just that, but go through spring ball. You know, right now we've been working out a lot. We've been doing some hard stuff. And I've just been thinking that whatever I do now, it's going to set me up for the season. The season's going to come faster than you think. And I'm just ready for it. Like this year, I feel like I'm going to take a big step forward and, you know, really show everybody my talent because I feel like they haven't seen it yet. We saw a little bit of a, a jump last season. I know there's been some changes in the offseason. So you go from Dan Enos to Kenny Guyton and now Bobby Petrino is the new offensive coordinator. I don't know if former Arkansas wide receivers have reached out to you, but one of the things he's always utilized is speed. You have that. So how excited are you about for this upcoming season, maybe becoming more of involved, like you said, and see show people what you can do? You know, whenever Bobby got hired, I had so many text messages, so many calls, and just so many people blowing up my phone. And, you know, it was really a blessing to just get one of the best offensive coordinators, offensive minds in the game. I can't wait to really trust in him and just see where he can take my game. Part of being an, an athlete is, is these kids look up to you, right? I've seen 16 jerseys. Just getting a chance to, to talk with these kids. But what's it like when you have a young kid that says, hey, I want to be Isaiah Satania when I grow up, whether it was a, a Fayetteville Purple Dog that was 10 years old or an Arkansas fan that gets a chance to watch you on the field each and every week? It's just a blessing. The The Lord has really blessed me with um, my talent and stuff. And, you know, it. Whenever kids look up to me, I just remember being in that same spot. So, you know, anytime I ask for a picture or autograph, I try and make it happen however I can. You're setting at least a good example in the classroom as well, because one of the things we kind of had to negotiate around this interview is your class time, which is good. You're not skipping class by that matter. So what classes are you taking this spring? You know, I'm a communication major, but I've I've actually been thinking about switching it because I want to go into coaching. 
you know, um, my dad and my grandpa, they were both coaches and, you know, it runs in the family. So I don't know if, if I want to do track, football or kind of the conditioning side of it. But I think I want to end up going into coaching whenever I'm older. Sounds like you've, you've kind of narrowed it down to three. You could be the next Ben Souders. You mentioned your dad is obviously the, the track and field coach. Has it just been the playing aspect? You're like, this is what I want to do. What, what's kind of led to maybe you contemplating changing majors? You know, in high school, I especially my senior year, I did a lot of personal training, whether it was speed, whether somebody needed uh, route running or, you know, just hurdling. I feel like my knowledge is pretty versatile. So, you know, I would just try and help out kids as much as possible. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed it and stuff. And I just kept on seeing how the coaches coach. Like, I just observe it. And it's something that I really want to do. We're talking with Isaiah Satania here. Again, he's a part of Miracles and Magic Radiothon um, benefiting Arkansas Children's Northwest. You can go to hitthatline.com right now and donate. It's up to February the 2nd, so make sure you do that if you haven't done it for the morning rush here, halftime, or Ruskin and Zach as well. I mentioned the two Purple Dogs, the AFC Championship. Not know Dre's played a more prominent role. Brandon's still on the team, but as Coach Casey Dick reached out to you, if you had any other former teammates, like, dude, we got two guys. You know, it's pretty cool that Somebody, I mean, multiple people went to the same school that I did. And, you know, uh, Dre went to Arkansas and I'm following that same footstep. So, you know, that's obviously my goal and I, w- I want to make it to the Super Bowl. And that's the pinnacle of your profession. Right. And based on what you're talking about, not that you don't want to pursue coaching after that. But I would say just based on listening to you, the NFL is still something you you want to pursue. And you're hoping you can take that next step next year to ultimately achieving that goal. Yes, sir. Again, we're talking to Isaiah Satania. This morning here on the Morning Rush, I say I'm going to be honest, fully disclose something. I had a bad feeling at the end of the season, and I got on the airwaves. You know, you sometimes have something you pit your stomach and the gut. I thought you might transfer after this year. I know as a guy that dominated Arkansas high school football, and I, I watched your senior year. There wasn't a corner or safety or a double team in the state that could guard you. I didn't know with the coaching transition on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, how that would go. I know some guys have elected to move on from Arkansas. Did you ever at any point this offseason contemplate hitting the portal? Because I know that's more of a something that guys do it nowadays when it comes to that process. I really didn't. I came here because of Coach Pittman, and, you know, I really put my trust in him. You know, we didn't have the best year last year, but the couple years before that, we've been doing some great things, and it was really hard for me my first two years. Like, even last year, I got to play a lot more, but... I still wasn't happy with how much I played. So, you know, it's really helped me over this offseason. I've been working harder than I ever have. You know, I, I've been hitting the weight room, really working on my weaknesses because I've always been a kind of a smaller receiver. So I've been trying to get bigger, work on my blocking and stuff and have no excuses for next year. Last thing, and again, we really appreciate you making some time this morning. Again, Isaiah's involved in the Miracles and Magic Radiothon with Arkansas Children's Northwest. When you look at this upcoming season, you mentioned that last year didn't go according to plan, maybe on the previous years or prior to you getting here at this point. What is kind of the message that you would give Arkansas fans as we're several months out from actually getting to see you guys playing Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, but what's the mindset and mentality you guys have in the next year to improve upon what happened this past season? You know, last year we we had four wins, and I just feel like we weren't a four-win team. We lost a lot of games by I mean, three points, seven points, and we were closer than a lot of people think. We had one of the hardest schedules in the country. It is the SEC, you know. We all came to Arkansas so we can play the best. Last year wasn't a reflection of Arkansas football. We were attention it, and, you know, I can just see a difference in the guys this year. We're, 
we're a lot closer as a team. And I feel like we got rid of some of the negatives and kind of the cancers in the locker room. And I feel like this year is going to be a lot better. Are we going to see an opening kick return or a jet sweep? I guess War Memorial Stadium against UAPB on August 31st. Can I expect that? Yes, sir. Okay. It's going to happen. Isaiah Satania, really appreciate him making some time for us. Arkansas Children's Northwest, the Miracles and Magic, Magic Radiothon. You can donate now on hitthatline.com. I'm partial, obviously, to the Morning Rush if you want to donate on that tab. But halftime, Ruskin and Zach, they would love to. To accept your donation anyway, because what they're trying to accomplish is fulfilling the promise of every child and making them better today and healthier tomorrow. Isaiah, we really appreciate the time and appreciate you being a part of this entire fundraising event. Thank you for having me. All right, good stuff from Isaiah again, taking some time out of his busy week, not in spring ball just yet, but Tommy, they just, as we were talking with him about, just got classes started and he thinks he's. Change it up, man. He's got some maybe some coaching that he wants to get into yeah, at some point. I thought that was interesting. I thought the most interesting thing I heard was, hey, we got rid of some of the cancers in the locker room. Couldn't get him to I name names? I didn't want to press him on that. Oh, come on. I did. I was, I mean, I was honest with him. I was like, I thought you were going to transfer. And uh, he he gave me a, a, I thought it was a solid answer. Uh, you pin a kid. You pin a kid to a wall like that, and I say kid because he called me sir yesterday. I was just like, gosh, that makes me feel. You old. are old now. Yeah, I'm getting old. Hairlines receding. Yeah. A lot of things are going wrong. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it was interesting to hear him say that. But no, I didn't want to push. Well, him I just on think that. that's interesting because you know some people have pointed the finger that direction with this basketball team. Um, I don't recall that being a heavy part of the conversation. It's really more pointed towards coaching last year with the football season. But, you know, those are things that are oftentimes associated with a disappointing outcome for a season. Now, just simply, you know, is there addition by subtraction? Sometimes, but there's going to have to be a lot more than that to to turn this football season around this year. But I, I thought that was... Maybe the most interesting comment he made out of that. Doug in Mountain Home agrees with the he texted in on the McCarty Daniel hotline that that was easily the most pressing comment. And I, I think for this team next year, you're still bringing in a, a good chunk of pieces and you hope they mesh well because it's not always easy as we're seeing with this basketball team this year, even though talent was seemingly brought in, uh, the connection, the chemistry, and the, the the need to, not just the want to, but the need to, what you have to, what you need to do to get wins doesn't always equal uh, translating to those said wins. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. That was a good conversation we had with Arkansas wide receiver Isaiah Satania. If you missed any of it, it will be in our Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. We'll also put out some other stuff from it as well. thought he did a good job. Said it was the first time he's ever done a radio interview of any sorts, and I thought he did a good job. And talking about that... Uh, we got a text here from Alan Fort Smith saying that uh, North Arkansas Children's Northwest saved his son's life twice, apparently. So he feels a certain type of way about Arkansas Children's Northwest. Wanted to share yeah. that with our audience this morning. Yeah, I mean, like we said, 
Arkansas Children's in Little Rock and Northwest now that's been there in more than a few years now um, have so many touching and telling stories. But my dad always used to say this, and, that, you know, as you become a parent and get older, you you understand the context and understand what he meant. You know, your kids sometimes aren't grateful for what they have or what or, or, or not getting what they think they need or and it's really what they want. Um, you can just be a brat. Let's just be honest. All you got to do is walk the halls of Children's Hospital and figure out real quick what, what you have to be thankful for. And uh, it doesn't take long of walking through there and seeing some some heart-touching stories and some things that will break your heart. So we need to support them. And, uh, you know, if you can give 5 bucks or 50 bucks or what or anything in between, we'd appreciate uh, you supporting uh, what we're behind this month. Yep, no question. Uh, connected is the term that has been used often in, with Arkansas basketball, and even Musselman is using it. Here's what he was talking about on court side with Eric Musselman earlier this week. Yeah, you know, we had the two home games, and you, you hope to come out of it 2-0. and Obviously, we did not. We did not play hard enough. Uh, didn't play connected enough. So even the head basketball coach is using that phrase. I wonder how many times it's been uttered this season, Tommy, connected. Well, it's a, that's, a, that's a term I've heard for a few years now. It's probably been used more this year, I agree, it's become more of the uh, more of a term. But you know, I've heard that in the officiating world, you got to stay connected to the play. And, you know, that that's, that phrase has been around a few years now in basketball. Yeah. So, and it can be used in a variety of ways. As a defender, you got to stay connected to your you know your opponent. So, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of different things. Uh, you know, a lot of different context to the term connected in basketball. Arkansas is a plus five and a half underdog tonight in the pavilion um some other stuff on the bet sarah snap include uh joseph pinion who hasn't played a lot in sec play tommy he is his point over under is 2.5 and over under 1.5 of minutes played it's plus 100 right now does joseph pinion score over three points one three-pointer and does he play over two minutes i guess i don't know your guess is as good as mine i don't know but does 1.5 minutes mean one minute and 31 seconds? It does. Okay. That would be a... So all Joseph opinion has to do is knock down one three-pointer and play one minute and 31 seconds, and you have a... Or you pl- could go under that. Yeah, or you could go under that, and uh, you have that bet at this point. But that's one of the uh, the mini bets going on right now on the Bet Saracen app with this game tonight. ESPNU, 8 o'clock, and we'll have it right here on ESPN. Arkansas on hitthatline.com. Matt, and is it Derek or Zach tonight that's doing... Hog reaction. I, I do not know. Okay. Well, one I of those, probably should. One of those guys will uh, volunteer to do so with our friend Matt Jones. Saw Hudson Clark was a uh, first team academic All American, not an All American, but an academic All American. Uh, evidently, the uh, Highland Park education is paying off for him at the uh, collegiate level. Can't say the same about my education. You think that's what it is? I would say that in the combination of him being Listen. smart and. Uh, Probably putting in putting in some work as well. But let's be honest: all of the athletes across all the sports have every opportunity to make great grades and do a lot of good things. They have more academic support than any average student could, oh, could no, dream of. Yeah, no question. The uh, the tutoring sessions and whatnot. I will say that I I did appreciate there was a. Uh, there's extra to free tutoring at the U of A, which is nice. I need some help in finite math when I was in college, Ooh. and it was anything with the word math, I'm out. It was not fun. Uh, last thing here, I mentioned his All-American academic honor. Uh, Landon Jackson on ESPN's list is named a way-too-early second-team All-American. Last year, uh, the Texarkana native had 44 tackles, uh, six-and-a-half sacks, and uh, nearly 
uh, 14 tackles for loss. So hopefully Landon has another productive season, probably their biggest returning defensive player. Well, best best returning player on the team as far as pro prospects. Yeah, I, you're I probably believe, right. Yeah. I think I think if you if we had a peek in the folder of the draft grades and who was most likely to to be drafted off of last year's team, Landon Jackson be number one. I don't think it'd be close. Yep. No, I I agree with that. He'll be at SEC Media Days. I would bet a good chunk of money on that to represent this Arkansas football team. All right, that's going to do it for your hog update this morning. It's brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, so we had a big Stanley Yeti discussion yesterday, and I'm curious, Clay Henry, if he has a Stanley, if he has a Yeti. Or if he has both the, the Hall of Famer will join us in about... Styrofoam cup for yeah, play. <laughs> that too. Which I love styrofoam cups. Um, oh, but I told you about... You hate the environment, huh? Uh, uh, yeah. You just much. want to fill our landfills full of styrofoam? Is that it? P- pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I told people about this story yesterday of the young lady from Birmingham, Alabama, 16-year-old that had 67 uh, Stanley Cups worth about three grand. Well, this California woman, <laughs> Tommy, stole 20... 500 worth of them. She had stole 65 Ooh. of them in Roseville or Rossville, California. It's close yeah. to Sacramento. Um, she apparently just took a shopping cart and filled it to the brim without paying for them. Walked out the door, huh? Yeah, and there was uh, one of the, I think the employees kind of chased after her. She's un, uh, she's unnamed so far. I'm just reading the mm. story. But the uh, the Stanley again worth about $45. and uh, She took how many? Uh, $2,500 worth. So 60 Twenty five hundred. Sixty five. Yeah. Sixty five total. Yeah. California at this point. She was arrested uh, for grand theft because uh, I because what is it's like it's a misdemeanor if it exceed if it's under what four hundred bucks or something. I don't know. I've never calculated what I could steal and not and not get a severe penalty. I just heard people say that before. But again, we've we've got a story about a Stanley Cup or Stanley Cups uh, parents buying. Like three grand's worth, and then we got a woman that's still well, twenty five hundred. There's crazy dollars. people everywhere. That's all there is. Now, I mean, my my, my kid has a. Well, both of my kids have Stanley cups. So, did you, did you ask the kiddos yesterday if they didn't? Because you showed me that picture earlier of uh, Abigail what? takes her. I don't know if they take them to school or not. Because I'm always here with you. I never see what they do in the mornings. But I know she doesn't go to to cheer practice without one. Okay. So. Well, it is. I did see a, a story on Facebook where someone was asking for prayers for their daughter because she had forgotten her Stanley Cup and was on her way to middle school, and she was going to be left with nothing but the barren hydration of a water fountain in the halls of the middle school. So please send up a prayer today that she will survive the day at school without her Stanley Cup. So. Well, speaking of your kids, is it that time? or are Well, they I mean, it's still school? his birthday today. Hard to believe he's 14 years old today. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Possible. 
Have you tried Binville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zouse the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Binville Brewing. So, Clay, it's my understanding that uh, you had a little fall recently. I know you shared that um, with your whole hog sports audience, and you were telling us during the break, are you okay, man? Are you, uh, you got any bumps and bruises we need to know about? Yeah, I didn't hit my head. You know, I would have loved to have told you, you know, I banged my head, and they took x-rays, and it showed nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's what the x rays were negative. Yeah, well, no, they showed nothing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in other words, that's what Dizzy Dean said yeah. when he got his head injury. It's like they took x rays and they, they showed nothing. And I think everybody kind of assumed that with Dizzy that there was that was an empty noggin. Um, I just uh, yesterday walked down the end of my driveway, it's about you know, it's 80 something yards long, and it was all slush around the house. and I got close to the street, and I guess, you know, there was one little patch, and uh, it was slush until it wasn't, and uh, I went went forward and landed on my left knee, my right elbow, Mm. and my left wrist, and then I slid into the ditch. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, there was no, I mean, it's a slanted, you know, it's a slope down the hill. It's kind of a cattywonker. You know, mouth to the driveway. I was. I had a bag of trash, and I was going to put it in the trash bin because the trash man did not did not come on Monday. So I thought, well, you know, here's the moral to that story: when you got trash, just leave it on the porch. It's trash. You just, uh, don't you don't need to worry about it. And uh, it's still there, by the way. You know, it's it's not. There's no longer any ice because it's rained so much in the last 24 hours. Everything's gone. But that trash, I can just, I'll just leave it until I go down there again. Well, glad you're okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I, I didn't, uh, taking a lot of Advil and some leave, you know, just some OTC stuff. And I mean, I had a productive day. I sit at my laptop and wrote two stories and then I did two interviews for stuff that I'm writing for different people. And so I got a lot done yesterday and I just figured, you know what? I think I'm going to sit in one spot and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving. I'm not going back outside. You know, there's, you know, I've talked, I've got some buddies, fly fishing buddies that are orthopedic surgeons and they, they tell me that their business is, heavy when there's an ice storm you know they do more surgeries broken arms broken legs broken ribs yeah you know after ice and and that's what we had here for a couple of days and i i was pretty smart didn't go out ignored it all and then you know i thought well it's over well it was over except for about a three foot little patch Mm -hmm. right by the edge of my driveway yeah and you you know generally i've read this before people that, that slip and fall on ice and get injured and break a bone or have a, a more severe injury, it's generally around their house because that's where we're a little less uh, cognizant or aware. We get a little that's too cocky point. around the house because we think uh, we're in a hurry to get in the car, hurry to get out, whatever. We're not paying as much attention as we would somewhere else and bust that See, bust in, that hind end. In ice and snow, I act like I'm 70 or 80 years old. I'm directly, well, that's a good way to do it. I directly look at my feet the entire time of where I'm walking. Like, I look ahead and make sure nothing's in front of me. It did not. It looked like slush. It just didn't help him. It wasn't. No, well, it it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I was was barely moving, and boom. I mean, the only thing good is that I fell forward, 
and could kind of break my fall so I didn't hit my head. You know, that's the that's the real so, bad thing. Well, well, what I hear is we need to get Clay a walker. That, that, you know, one I don't of think deals, that would have helped. You could put the trash on the walker. You could you, you can inch that thing out there, and then if you get tired, Tennis you can, balls on the end. Well, I mean, I think we'd get you one that's got the, uh, the big wheels. wheels on it. Yeah, there you go. And then if you get tired, it's got the seat, and then underneath the seat, you can keep your flies. I'd you, say you can, just you send know. me a gopher, but I'm afraid you'd send Ty. Yeah, well, I could do that. He's available. I, I'd wait on your hand and foot if you got injured, Clay. That's call him a houseboy. He could just you could take care of. Putting your slippers on your feet, getting you more Advil. Yeah, I, I, he'll be on his way as soon as so, it goes over. So, like, you know, I, I've got all my tennis shoes are now Velcro, so I can get <laughs> lace-up shoes oh, please now. please tell me that's a joke. It is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd, I had more fun being a houseboard at a couple sorority houses in I college could see, than I did with you, Clay. Couldn't you see Clay in some white Velcro New Balance? I, I could. I can certainly picture that. It's like you but, said. Hey, it could happen. You said yesterday at a certain age you just don't give a bleep about what people think and i think clay's definitely hit that age well yeah he's not old enough for white velcro new balance though not yeah. quite yet well clay you maybe dr shoals new balance or yeah, dr shoals velcro yeah <laughs> uh i did spend i will say i for the first time ever i i spent over a hundred dollars on we went, i went to uh true grit running company one of our sponsors here in ESPN arkansas and uh i actually i i they tested my feet were prorated and all this stuff. And I, I mean, there, your feet are prorated. The, these terms and prosthetic, what is it called? Pro, oh, pronated. Pronated. Okay, my okay. bad. Yeah. See, the, it shows you how much I know about yeah. my feet, uh, all this terminology and stuff. And is uh, that kind of like being pigeon toed? Something where like that. Where your feet turn in, I believe. So, but they got me some nice running shoes. What so, kind you get? Uh, shoes. Mizuno, uh, one is left, one Mizuno, is right. Mizuno, something. I just said, hey, just all right. Can I get some black ones? I don't. Oh, can get you some know. Hoka's, like like me and being clear on the Hoka train. Yeah, I've got several pair of Hoka's. My, my favorite are the black. And Ali, if I have to speak, uh, you know, where I dress up, I'm still going to wear my black Hoka's. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what people say. I mean, it, I bouted that uh, planter's fasciitis for a while. And they, that went yeah. away with the hocus. I mean, they're, yeah. they're they're pretty dang good. Yep, I love them. So. Yeah. Well, as far as walking and all that, I you know running, I they may not be running shoes, but they definitely good walking yeah. shoes. I don't know if uh, so. Again, we kind of started the the segment. We started the segment with you kind of falling on your face, Clay, to a certain extent. The basketball team has done that to a certain degree through conference play one and four we'll see what happens in oxford tonight uh we've had a few texts like distance Breendale saying there's got to be something in there with the duke win and the purdue win uh both at home uh what have you seen that gives you any belief whatsoever that they can turn this team i'm not talking about past teams talking about this team well you'd you'd like to think that you know, at some point they're gonna, you know, they're gonna start to get their defensive fundamentals down, and they'll, they'll get a little better. I watched Kentucky and in South Carolina last night, and you know, of course, that's the second time in a week I've seen South Carolina, and their defense is just top notch. And it reminded me, physical, strong players in defensive stance, and you know, you set a screen and they don't budge or they knock the screen away. You know, I mean, it's like, but I just don't see this team being able to do that. They don't look strong enough. They don't look big enough um, or powerful enough like, like that South Carolina team. Um, the, the one thing that I'll say that they do have is they got some shooters, and that's, that's what Muslim 
decided to go get. You know that they mm-hmm. they shot it so poorly last year. He wanted to fix that, and I, I think he just assumed that he could coach them in defense, and that you know that that's what he does best, and that they would round into that form. Well, that hadn't happened yet. Will it happen? I don't know. Uh, but it's you know guys that that I thought could possibly play good defense like Trevin Brazil. I mean, he just got. How many times did that guy just blow by him? Yeah, and and he got too tight. You know, I mean, it's like you got to have a little bit of a cushion so that you know you got to be in a defensive stance. And I, you know, I the one thing that I see with all these guys is they want to block shots. And what are they that, like third in the country still? Third yeah, or fourth but, in the country they're, block shots? It's it's to a detriment, in my opinion, that they. You know, they lose weak side defensive position because guys are coming across to block shots, leave their guy. It's not usually the guy that, that you know, it's somebody beats somebody off a dribble, a weak side guy leaves his man, goes to blocks it, and he blocks it or tips it, and then his man gets the rebound and dunks it. Now, that, that doesn't happen every time, but that's the, you know, that's what, you know, that's the problem with getting beat off the dribble in the first place. Yeah, that weak side. You don't have to be weak side, like you're saying, even if yeah. it's tipped and you get those those offensive rebounds. And that was something, so you bring up the offensive aspect. Musk got asked that by Chuck on Monday night, and he kind of redirected, we're going to go back and kind of do what we have did in the portal. But that was what I think got people so excited about this team. Last year's team couldn't throw in the ocean. They still play good defense, as we saw against Kansas in that round of 32 game. But when it came down to it, they were not a great they were shooters. Three. Yeah, they can shoot. And so Muss kind of take took that and really got out. I mean, Caleb Battle, L. Ellis, uh, Midfield, I wouldn't say as regarded as that. Uh, Davenport, I mean, you got guys out of the portal that had good percentages in college from the three-point line. Um, but it just hasn't trained. Clay, why do you think it hasn't? Again, these aren't guys that couldn't previously shoot at their other colleges. Why have, I, I know where their defense is bad. Why is their offense not necessarily lived up well, to this point? So I, I, I watch, first of all, you know, everybody in the SEC plays better defense than they play. So that's, that's the problem. You know, South Carolina, they stayed in front of Mark. They didn't foul him. And that was the recipe for the victory over Texas A&M is they made a few shots early, got the lead, a&M didn't make shots, and then, uh, you know, A&M fouled. You know, they're down 20, so they played really aggressive, and, you know, they attacked defensively. Well, that led to fouling. Well, that got them 40 free throws. Well, South Carolina did not foul. I think both teams shot like 15, 16 free throws. I'm not looking at the box score. You probably got it there, Ty. Um, but it's they kept Arkansas off the line and made him score the basket. They did not let Mark get an open shot. They just stayed in front of him. And I, I heard both the coach and their players saying that their their task was to just was to make Mark shoot over him. Well, they did the same thing to Kentucky last night, and so they're they're good defensively. And that's that's my takeaway: is watch out, South Carolina is pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's the they've played some other teams that were really good defensively and didn't let them have open shots. So why aren't they getting open shots? That's the next question. Well, I watched what? them screen, and they don't screen very well. Um, you know, it was late in the game, and Mitchell went up on on the wing to screen for one of their guards, and he just came running in and bumped into the guy. He wasn't set. 
And Joe Klein immediately said, well, that's bad fundamental. The, and, he, and he didn't blame Mitchell. He blamed the ball handler for starting his drive before the screen was set. Well, the, those are, you know, those are uh, fundamental problems. And, but I don't see guys that I think are good screeners. Uh, they're playing a lot of times with, with three guards, sometimes with four guards. And I, I would tell you Brazil's a guard. He's not a power forward. He's not even a three in my mind. Uh, he plays more like a guard. He's not a good screener. His body is not strong. And I mean, whatever happened during his time of rehab, he you know he looks the same. He's not a big strong dude. So uh, yeah. you know they 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 don't have any guys that I would be afraid they're going to hit. They're going to hit me with the screen, and I, and it's going to it's going to shatter me. And Everybody I see playing, they got one of those guys, yeah. or they got three or four of them. So, so if you're going to reconstruct this team, get some power forwards, get some threes, you get some men, and I, he knows that. I mean, he's he's, but he, and I'm sure that he tried for some of those guys. Everybody else is trying for him too. And you know, nil, you know, sometimes you think you got him, and then you know the bid changes, and you don't have him. I'll go. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but I'll go a step further. It, it's assists too. It's the passing because they've had either eight, nine, or ten assists in their four SEC well, games, and they've only outperformed the opponent in assist one time, and that was against A and M. They're not. They're not sharing the ball. And they're not setting up their teammates for shots either. Yeah. Well, one goes with the other. You're right. right. Yeah. If you don't set screens, you're not open, and there's nobody to pass it to. You know, it's like they. They don't have an open man to pass to. They're they're passing because their man's on them, and somebody comes and gets the ball. It's 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 not working the ball closer to the basket. It's it's work working the ball away from the basket. And you know, South Carolina they double teamed the ball and made them pass, and and their rotation was so good. And I, you know, I I would anybody that wants to watch really uh, great. Defense. I, I would say South Carolina's defense looked exactly like Houston's defense in that they were big, strong men. They doubled the ball and stopped it, and their rotations were so good that you didn't find an open shooter. You might find an open man, but he has to go away from the basket, and then there's somebody rotating immediately. So I, I congratulate uh, their coaching staff for, and I, you know, Dane Bradshaw said it last night. He says that. They're not good at defense. They're great, mm-hmm. and and that's a nice recipe. I'm telling you, South Carolina's going to win a lot of games. Now, I'm not saying they're they're about to play Tennessee. Tennessee's the same way. If you want to watch a clinic on screening and cutting, watch Tennessee uh, in their next game. Alice. They, they they are Rick Barnes is for all his faults in the NCAA tournament they're they're the team that I like to watch the most. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them in Lexington and them in Knoxville when they take yeah. on Kentucky and you mentioned that game last night so Bradshaw also said South Carolina's kind of back on the basketball college basketball scene. I mean what I yeah, they, they did defensively but offensively they really play the game well together. Who's the guy that shot the he shot one I guess the shot clock was running out about Michi a Johnson. Ago. That was thirty, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Uh, he he jacked. He it. shot it from the end. Nothing colonial, but net. Colonial Life Arena. I mean the end, and that's that's pretty close to half court. 
Yeah, he was. I mean, that was that was as close to Al Dillard range as anything I've seen, and I mean, the net didn't move. He was off the dribble too, which was uh, pretty impressive. Now we were talking about Trevin Brazil. I had this note down. Do you pull him out of the starting lineup? I know he went to the tip every time, but he had three points in his last game. You just haven't seen maybe the same player. Maybe we overestimated his ability with the guys he was playing around last year. I had two different kind of scenarios I was looking at. Either you pull him out of the starting lineup tonight or you play him with Chandler Lawson and Makai Mitchell because you mentioned him being more of a guard than he is a power forward. I think him at the three might actually do some good when you have a, a 6'10", 6'8", and 6'10", because they've gotten pouted on the glass, Clay. Is that some, yeah. Are either of those scenarios something you could see Must doing tonight? I, I'm not going to say he shouldn't do that because I don't know. And I don't think he knows, and that's the problem because it doesn't look like there's something obvious. But that is that is an option. Um, you know, you, when you're building a lineup, you do t- one of two things: one, you look, okay, how can I get my offense going, or how can I get my defense going? And if you think that Brazil's going to cover a three and keep him from driving to the basket, well, you can play him there. I'm not sure he can. I mean, the blow-bys that I've seen with him or with the power forward, what are you going to, what's he going to do with the guy that's more skilled with the basketball? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, I, there's nothing that I see that I say that's the answer. I just don't. Yeah. And I, you know, I think basing the next game's lineup off the previous game is dangerous. I think these, these (laughs) long three hour practices probably have more to do with formulating the next lineup than, in the past. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.